Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So, happy Friday. We have made it through the first official week of the new year. I hope and I pray that all was well. I hope that you enjoyed your holidays, traveling, doing whatever it is that you were doing, spending time with the ones you love, family, friends, uh, near, far, whatever it is. I hope and I pray that all uh, that you that you brought in the year right. So, I'm coming in with... Are you done, baby? I'm coming in with the, another relationship talk. So, uh... You can have a hug. Okay. I'm going to give you a hug, but remember, I'm doing my podcast. Love you. Do you want your juice? Yes. So, yeah, my baby girl is still here with me, y'all. She got to go home, though. She got to go home. (laughs) But anyway, um, I love spending time with my granddaughter. But anyway, and as you as you all know, she's attached to my hip, so she's not too far from me. So, um, a couple of things. So, go back and listen to my last podcast. Uh, it was a Q and A. It was a question that I received from my Wisdom Community. I'm actually going to go live today on my Wisdom Community to talk to my Wisdom family. And it's been a while since I've been live over there, so I'm looking forward to that. And I'm going to go deeper into that question over there. But I just wanted to touch base and answer that question here uh, for my podcast listeners. So thank you so much for all the love, all the support. Remember, I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google, and I'm also on iHeart Podcast. So, excuse me. So, um, I'm going to shift a little bit but it all ties in together so if you go back and listen to the podcast a lot of what I'm about to say makes sense right and I came across um a video the other day and uh the the, the young lady was talking about how you could be the perfect person you could be the right person you could be an amazing person have all the good qualities um uh just be you know nobody's perfect Let's just be clear. Nobody is perfect. But, you know, you can think that you are. um, Oh, yeah. He's adorable. You could think that, you know, you have all of what it takes to be in a relationship. And you get with a man. And I'm speaking in terms because this is what she was saying. You get with a person and it don't work out. Right? And the person for whatever reason just can't give you what it is that you want and need in a relationship and I believe she went on to say that um like for instance she had to learn that it does not matter you know all of the amazing qualities who you are what you look like how much money you have if a man is not at that point in his life where he wants to commit to you he is not. And a lot of the times we hear that, you know, those conversations. So, oh, well, he left and he met somebody else and he got married and, and he was only with her for six months. And here's the thing. A lot of the times they they do that because, one, they realize that they, a lot of the times they settle for 
the woman who's literally in front of them. It's not that they necessarily love this woman. It's not that they necessarily want to be with her. But for whatever reason, they're like, okay, I I don't want to play around no more. I'm just going to marry the first woman that comes along. So sometimes it's about, I wouldn't say luck and chance. It's, It's not even about luck and chance. It's just that it's a matter of convenience. What's in front of him right now? And so you can't take it personal. Uh, You can't take a lot of things personal because you have to realize that that situation or that person just wasn't meant to be and that person wasn't for you. And that ties into my next segment of what I'm going to say is that um, a lot of the times we get caught up and we get fixated and wondering why why weren't we enough and why this and why that and why didn't this person love me and it's not that the person probably didn't love you maybe they didn't know how to love you maybe they maybe it just wasn't the situation for you and you have to again you have to understand that you can't uh pigeonhole people you can't hold people and a lot of the times these people you know they get into relationships and they look back and they you know, either try to come back or they realize that they can't come back because they've done so much to kind of ruin the uh, dynamics of what you had or they realized that you were um, an amazing person, a good person. And for whatever reason, they forfeited their spot. You know, it happens. That's life. We have to learn to just grow, evolve and move on and just move into better spaces mentally spiritually emotionally that we we can get into relationships that align more with who we are and what we are and what we require and what we desire right and so um the question that i answered from my wisdom community was more about narcissism but i just want to i don't want to go so much into narcissism but i do want to answer this part because she asked the question and I'm, and I did answer this in my previous podcast, but this really, okay. So narcissistic relationships are completely narcissistic relationships are completely different from regular relationships. Not everybody who you come across is a narcissist. Not everybody who you come across has this mental disorder. However, there are some people who have ego issues and do have, you know, narcissistic tendencies. And here's the thing. If you have to ask somebody or you have to ask, should you leave? You know, that's the time that you need to stop. You need to take a a step back and you need to reevaluate the relationship. Why are you getting in this time where you have to self-reflect? Why am I in this relationship? What am I benefiting? What am I contributing? What am I giving and receiving? Like you have to really sit and you have to understand that uh, some relationships, when you really start to do the work and you really start to look at it, you're like, wait a minute, what? You don't even understand what you have with this person or why you're even connected with this person. Right. And so when you start to find yourself in these situations, this is the time for you to take a step back and, like I said, reevaluate and assess, okay, where's this going? What do I want? What, what do we need? Like, what is that? You know, like you have to really be intentional about um, who you have in your life. 
because the wrong people will hurt you and hinder you and hold you back and delay you from your purpose, delay you from your person or whatever it is. You really have to, you know, open your eyes and just be truthful, truthful with yourself and truthful with the other person. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it's not working for you, and if you feel like it's a situation that can't be revived or revolved, you know, um, revived or it can't be fixed, then you cut your losses. And so the question she asked me, should I split? And I, you know, here's the thing. How many times are you going to complain about this relationship? How many times are you going to talk to family members? How many times are you going to call people on the phone crying um, from the hurt, the pain, the lies, the cheating, or whatever it is that you're enduring. How many podcasters do you have to listen to? How many self-help books do you have to read? How many therapist counseling sessions do you need? Like, how many? Because if you... It takes two to make a relationship work. It's never going to work when it's one-sided. It's never going to work if it's not an equal give and take. And if both of, if both parties are not committed to doing the work to make it, committed to doing the work to make the relationship better. So how many times? How many? How many times? And then you have to sit back and you have to realize that it's not fair for you to keep uh, emotionally trauma dumping or using people to co-sign your dysfunction because you refuse to, to do the work or you refuse to get the help or you refuse to see that this person is never going to change or you refuse to let go of a situation that's going nowhere. You're literally going in circles. You're literally on a revolving hamster wheel of drama, chaos, and confusion. So the questions are, how many times? How many times do you, you know, do you really need to, you know, and how many times? Um, a lot of women, and we've been seeing a lot of these posts, a lot of women, and I don't know if they're doing it for attention and or for whatever reason, you know, so be it. Everybody uses their platforms and social media for whatever it is that they need. But if you have to really go on social media and ask these open-ended questions, perfect example, this lady, and I saw two videos and I was just like, what? And trust me, I was in a very toxic and unhealthy situation. And I know um, sometimes you don't realize how bad it is until you actually tell somebody. And that person gives you that look like, bitch, are you crazy? Like, what's wrong with you? You understand what I'm saying? So one girl, she was, I love you more, boo 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 So one girl, she did a, a pod, she did a, a video on TikTok and she was like, she works three jobs. She works three jobs. And her boyfriend with whom I believe she has a child with, uh, has a problem, you know, with giving her money. And I'm not talking about like $200. She said, you know, if, you know, she said she, you know, will ask him for the $20 and it's always a problem. How is that a problem? What? And you're working not one, not two, but three jobs and you have a child? 
and you have it's no way in the world you should be working three jobs when you have a grown man in your house and he is the father of your child and so I believe she said that she had to quit one of her jobs because uh she didn't have you know adequate babysitting or whatever for the baby understand something when you're dealing with men who are okay with uh, allowing you to struggle, that man don't love you. He don't care about you. And he don't care about the overall well-being of your child. Because how can you possibly be there to raise your child, to nurture your child, to care for your child, to be an active parent for your child when you're working three jobs? And then you have to come home and then you have to take care of him because apparently he's not doing what he's supposed to do. And you ask him for $20 and it's a fight. What is he doing with his money? Who is he spending his money on? Because trust me, I've been there and I've done that. You know, I know what it is to be struggling to work and to pay bills. And, you know, I couldn't work. I, I only had my one job. I, I couldn't do it because at the end of the day, my kids would be my kids would have been latchkey kids. They would have been home by themselves and I would have had to be struggling, working, you know, a day job, a night job, whatever the situation is, leaving them alone. I couldn't depend on him, even though he was in the home. But it was like he was non-existent. He was a non-factor. And I did that vicious struggle love cycle. And then I got to a point where I was like, like, how, how, how you have to start and you have to, you have to stop and you have to sit back and you have to ask yourself these questions. How is this man okay with watching me struggle? Why is this man okay watching me struggle? He gets, he got, if and when he had a job, cause he never kept the job. But if and when he had a job, he would come home on Friday. The first thing he would do, take a shower and he would be out. Going to do God knows what. You think that man ever stopped and, you know, every now and then he would throw me a hundred dollars. That's an insult. Oh, auntie. Auntie, I think Boo had one of those. I don't think, it, I don't think she still has it, but I know what that is. Okay. Hey, no. Okay, sure, sure. You know, I know what that's like. He would throw me, he would come, oh, here. He would throw me $100 if and when. Mind you, that's that's not even enough money to wipe my ass. Okay? I spend more than that just to do my nails. I'm a grown woman. I got rent. I got car insurance. I got car notes. I have cell phone bills. I have food. I have household expenses. Or the car, whatever... A hundred dollars, an insult. But this is, if you allow these men to treat you this way, if you lower your standards, if you allow bare minimum and you allow them to, you know, give you nothing, they would watch, they're okay with you struggling. And I'm looking at the video of this woman and I'm just like, oh my God, three jobs. I can't even wrap my head around it exhausted and you have a child and you have to fight with him for twenty dollars it's no way it's no way you know that's the worst feeling in the world you know laying in a bed with a man and you can't even ask him for five dollars twenty dollars and all he want to do is 
either be in the street, smoking, drinking, hanging with the boys, hanging with whoever, laying up with some next chick, playing video games, doing, and he's okay with that. And he's okay with you struggling. He's okay with you being exhausted. These men will deplete you. So when you, it's 2024, you know, how many, how many podcasts do you have to listen to? How many videos do you have to watch? How many books do you have to read? How many self-help things do you need for you to open your eyes and realize that this person is just not it? This person cannot give you what you want, what you need. You shouldn't have to, any man who's okay with you struggling, that's a problem. That is a whole problem. Another woman, she posted a video, and I believe she took it down, because I don't know what happened to the video. She posted up a video for the Christmas time where she was living with, she's living with the boyfriend, and apparently she, you know, I don't know what her circumstances were, but apparently she didn't have, you know, enough funds to get her son a Christmas gift. So she made an arrangement with her boyfriend that he would give her his old computer because he was buying his son a new computer. So long story short, you know, holidays, people are in and out. Uh, she wanted to, you know, have everything set up, a desk, the computer, the laptop or whatever for her son. So at least he could, you know, wake up to something on Christmas. Well, the boyfriend decides... He's going out. He's too busy. He don't have time. He not putting up no desk. He not putting up no uh, computer desk. Nothing. Nothing. It was okay. He went over to the son, hooked the son up, got the son straight, which is his son. But when it come to her son, it was a whole, you know, a whole argument transpired. And he was like, well, I'm not going to give you anything. And just to be spiteful and to be mean and nasty, he didn't give her the computer. So when her son woke up and she struggled, she put the desk to, together. So she's thinking in her mind, like, well, damn, he can't be that heartless. Oh, sure enough, he was. Because her son woke up and had nothing. And that man would have not woken up that day either. Because there's no way. You know, it's you have to draw the line somewhere. When it comes to your kids, you have to draw the line somewhere. You can't allow these men to to push you into these struggle love situations, to accept the bare minimum, to accept their abuse. I, trust me, I was there for too long. I know. I know what that's like. They condition you. They train you. They groom you to not expect anything from them. And the minute you try to hold them accountable, it's World War III. It's a whole fight. It's a whole argument. It's tantrums. It's it's victimizing. It's shaming. It's blaming. It's finger pointing. It's projection. It's all of this shit that comes along with these abusive men. And just because they're not physically putting their hands on you, they're still abusing you. These men are abusive. They're manipulative. They will financially abuse you, mentally abuse you, financially abuse you. They will withhold their money. 
Their money is their money and what you have is for them, but what they have is not for you. They would take their money and go spend it on strippers, club, and, and you know the bars, the clubs, bottles, whatever it is that they want for themselves. But when it comes to you, it's a fight. It's a problem. Oh, but when they want you to spread them wide, oh, they don't have a problem with that. They want free access to that. They want that anytime, anywhere, any place. And God forbid you tell them no. That becomes a problem. And then what they do, they turn around and say, well, if you don't get somebody else to do it. Listen, will you take your bare minimum and you go over there and stay there? You have to, you have to cut off access. You have to let, listen, it's time that you have to, we have to wake up. Because there's no reason why you should be working three jobs and still struggling. And you can't even ask the man that you're laying down with for $5. And if you ask him, it's a problem because you're cutting into his weed budget. Or you're cutting into his alcohol budget. Or you're cutting into his club budget. Or you're cutting into, so what? You can't go get your hair cut this week. You can't make a sacrifice for me. So what? You can't go out to the to the, to the to the club this week and you can't make a sacrifice for me. This is what I'm saying. They don't care. Just bubbling. They don't care. They don't care about you, and they damn for sure don't care about these damn kids. They nine times out of ten they don't even want the kids. I'm telling you. They abuse the kids just like the way they abuse you. And again, just because they're not physically putting their hands on you, look how they speak to you. Look how they handle you. And they always say that the woman that a man picks, a woman should be the reflection of the man. So if you are struggling, what does that say about the man that's allowing you to struggle? Because trust and believe, if I don't get my hair done, my, my, listen, he's like, babe, you, you know, you need to get your hair done. You, you need to, uh, are, are you washing it and setting it today? Or like, are you doing, he's, <laughs> he's like, are you doing a hot treatment? Are you deep conditioning this week? Like, what's going on? You know, my partner's like, when we go lay down, he's like, oh, baby, your hair smells so good. He, I have like this carrot um, conditioner that I use in my hair. He's like, oh, your hair smells so good. Like, he loves that. He, he could he will find pictures or he'll come across little videos and TikToks and he'll send it to me like, oh, babe, look, look at her nails and send it to me. If if he see a perfume, when he, he will pick it up. Because he understands and knows that I am a direct reflection and a represent, representation of him. And if I look good. I represent him. And if I'm kept... Go ahead. Just go ahead. Do you understand what I'm saying? If I'm kept and he keeps me, I don't need or want nothing from nobody because he makes sure I have what I want and I need. Or It's not locked.
You know what I'm saying? He makes sure that I'm provided for. He makes sure that I'm he makes sure that I'm cared for. He makes sure he I know that I'm loved, that I'm respected, that I'm cherished. These men don't care. How many times you got to go and, and, and sit and be like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What you mean what you going to do? You can't fix this man. You can't change this man. It's, stop worrying about him because he's not worried about you. Because the first sign or the first chance he get to move on to something else that he feels is better, he's going to do that. Stop trying to feel guilty for these men. Stop trying to make excuses for these no good, low vibrational, bare minimum men. They want you to accept and tolerate less than what you know that you deserve and what you're worth. And the sad truth is you will sit there and you will waste 5, 10, 15, 20 years with this man. And you'll be like, well, what the hell? Trust me, I know I was, I'm telling you, I was with a narcissist for how many years just dealing with the cycles, dealing with the abuse, dealing with the disrespect. And because I was unaware and I didn't understand narcissism, but let me tell you, once I realized who and what I was dealing with and I understood how deep rooted it was, oh, it was game on after that. I was out. I was like, deuces, I ain't signed up for this shit. I was like, I got to get control of my life. I got to get my life back. This is not, I don't I'm not dealing with this shit. After all these jobs and after not paying, no, this, you know, the man, he wasn't even giving me a dollar for the rent. This man didn't even, would not even, he wouldn't even, we could never even sit down and pay bills. We could never sit down and have a conversation about anything I would never forget I would never forget right and this was kind of like towards the literally well the shit was over from a long time ago but this was like kind of like towards the end right because again I was always going through these cycles of you know being behind on bills because it I, it just wasn't enough and he wasn't helping me so he quote unquote apparently got a new job because you know again like I said he never kept the job and so he decides he says I didn't ask he goes oh um you know um when when I come back I'm gonna give you at the end of the week I'm gonna give you four hundred dollars um you know to put towards the rent I didn't say a word because like I said in my mind I was already done like I at that point nothing because he's a habitual liar So nothing that he was even saying to me even phased me anymore. That's how bad it was. Like, I wasn't, like, hoping. Yes, Lila. Okay. I wasn't hoping. I wasn't wasn't dependent on this man at all for anything. And I remember the Friday came. Nothing. 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 When I tell you, not even a dollar. So, like I said, I didn't expect anything from him. Because see how they groom you? I didn't expect anything. Because, again, habitual liar. Right? Then, I remember, I must have said, Oh, you know, 
what happened with the the $400 you were supposed to give me for the rim? This man went off. He was like, oh, all you care about is money. Oh, 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 all you, all you worried about is all the money. You don't want, you ain't speak to me. You ain't say nothing to me. All of a sudden you asking me about money. Like, and I laugh, in my mind I'm laughing because he played right into the trap. When I tell you, <laughs> played right into the trap. Because again, I was now I was aware of the narcissism. And I was like, yo, this guy really think I'm slow. <laughs> like he really think I'm stupid. Like I just wanted to see how he was gonna react. And he reacted this he got all aggressive, he got all passive aggressive, he got angry. Oh, you only Bro, take your money and go spend it on your drugs. Your alcohol. Go spend it on your whores. Go just do you, just do you, boo. Just go ahead, cause your time. You know, like the, listen, I was time was just ticking, and I remember it was even at one point I would just check, I would just check off shit on the calendar, cause I was keeping track of a lot of shit, right? Which used to piss him off anyway, and so I was just looking at him like. This man obviously don't care about me. He obviously don't care about my kids. He obviously don't care about the bills. He obviously... Like, it was so apparent. You couldn't even hide it at this point. It was so obvious. The blatant disrespect and the disregard for my family. And again, I don't play about my kids. And I and I talked about this before. You know, I was tired of constantly getting eviction notice constantly having to you know try to figure out how I'm going to pay my bills how I'm going to catch up you know at one point in in our chaotic dysfunctional toxic uh situationship you know we were displaced we were homeless and so you mean to tell me what is the, this is why I said when do you say when do you sit down and you start asking yourself to like you don't need to listen to several podcasts you don't need to listen to people you don't need to get people's advice and get people's opinions you don't need for people to tell you what you should and shouldn't do you should at this point this person has shown you this person has told you in so many ways you should already know what you need to do, what you have to do. You know that you have to leave that person alone and stop dealing with them because that person don't give a fuck about you. You have to come to the realization that this person does not give a fuck about you. And if they don't give a fuck about you, they definitely don't give a fuck about your kids. Do you see where I'm going with this? So when I come on my podcast and I speak so passionately and I talk about these things, it's shit that I've lived, shit that I've dealt with, things that I've seen people go through on a firsthand basis. And then at some point you say, how, when is enough? When is it enough? And the longer you stay, the worse it gets. Because in their mind, they feel like, oh, well, you tolerated it this long. It wasn't a problem before. And then what they do, they start to project, oh, you must got another man. Well, shit, you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. So I'm going to head on out and I'm going to go find somebody else who's going to do it. And then now they want to play the victim role and make it seem like it's your fault. It's your fault why you left them. 
why they won't never tell nobody what they did or didn't do but they will turn it around and victimize themselves and make it seem like it's your fault because now all of a sudden you change now all of a sudden you switched up mind you you've been having conversations You've went to them several times. You try to express how you feel. Try to express how you're tired, how you're overwhelmed, how you're under pressure. It's no reason why a woman who has an able-bodied, grown man in her home work to work three jobs. It's no way. It's no way. I'm telling you. And I, listen, that's why I don't knock no women. I don't judge no women. But I rather go sell my ass on the street before I go work three jobs and have a grown man laying up in my house. It's no way. This is the idiotic things that these men will put you through. And then they'll say, oh, but you don't love me. What? What? Oh, you never love me. You want, oh, you've been, you've been, like the, the, the insanity. I'm telling you a lot of the, because like I said, I understood the narcissism at this point, but a lot of the times that I would just look at the narcissist that I was dealing with and just shake my head and just walk away and laugh. I wouldn't even say anything. I wouldn't even give him a reaction. I just wanted him gone. Like I just wanted him out of my energy. You know what I'm saying? Like it felt so much better just to have him gone. Like, just take, just go where you're going, please. Just go. Do, just, just go. And don't even come, like, I was like, don't even come back. Just, just go. And then, again, you know, I had to really, like, like, literally, like, get to the point where I was like, I had to be cold. I, I had to just, like, listen. I'm talking, listen, I, I can't do this no more. Because they'll never get it. Because now, they, like I said, all the projection, all of the things that they, you know, they feel like, oh, no. But you've been telling them. You, you've you been warning them. And the, the audacity of them to have a problem with you not putting up with what they put you through. Go back to your mama house. Wherever you are and whoever you with and whoever you feel like is going to tolerate this, then just go there. I, I just don't understand the insanity. But again, you know, so many women, we, if you go on social media, so many women are, are talking about their stories and telling us of what they were dealing with with these different. We Listen, we got to do better. We got to we got to let these types of men no bare minimum men in 2024. No bare minimum shit in 2024. Period. Rent is too high. Food is too damn expensive. And my peace of mind is priceless. Do you hear me? No bare minimum in 2024. And as a life coach and as a mentor, you know, I get it. Not everybody, you, you, you will leave when you had enough. But you have to choose yourself first. You have to put yourself first because this person 
is has shown you over and over again, time and time again, that you are not a priority. Because if you are a priority in their life, they would care about your overall well-being, your stability, your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotion. They would care. And I'm not saying that this man has to pay all the bills because I get it. It's rough out here. But for this man to be okay with you do, working three jobs, still have the baby, still doing and you can't even ask him for $20, then what do I need you for? What do I even want you around me for? Like, make it make sense. If you're going to do bad and struggle shit, do it by yourself. Do it by yourself. Because no man, no real man, no the right man will not allow you to struggle. Even if he comes with half. Even if he does, you know, if he don't work, at least when you come home, the house is clean. The kids is taken care of. There's food or something waiting for you on the table. You know what I'm saying? Something. You have to contribute something. If this man is not trying to make your life easier, if he's not to come in, if he's not trying to come in and enhance your life, then what is he what's the what's his purpose? What is he there for? He's just taking up space. He's taking up room. He's blocking you from the person who is going to come in and do what they're supposed to do. Somebody who's going to appreciate the, the, the effort that you have, the love that you have, the time, the energy, whatever it is. There's no man in their right mind that's going to allow their woman to work three jobs. Because the man understands that the woman is the one who has to cultivate and nurture the home, the children, the family. That's why men were built and designed the way they were so that they could go out there and work. You don't see no other cultures doing that. It's only in, I'm sorry, it's only in our culture, the African-American black culture where you see the women struggling like this. Struggling. It's an embarrassment and it's a shame. And a lot of the cultures, if you look at other cultures and the way they are set up in their dynamics, a lot of the men, they would be outcasted. They would be shamed. They're shamed for not providing for or taking care of it. There's a level of um, uh, uh, pride. They might be authoritative. Yes, they might be overbearing or they might have you know a dominance over the women but it's a sense of pride it's like we don't have like these men don't have no pride they have no stability all they have is excuses and a bunch of kids with a bunch of baby mamas and drama and chaos and problems and dysfunction. They're not disciplined. Twenty twenty four. This is the year that you have to now, because there's so much information out here, 
listen, you don't need somebody. And I'm a life coach. I'm a mentor. But at the same time, you don't need somebody to tell you what you should do. Excuse me. You have to make, start making decisions and control. You have to have a level of discipline. And that discipline and boundaries start with you. Say no to bare minimum. Say no to bare minimum behavior. Stop accepting less than what you need, what you want, what you deserve, and what you require. And if they say you acting funny, oh well. If they say you acting brand new, oh well. Let them go and be with somebody who's bare minimum. Go be with your kind. Go be with the ones who don't want nothing out of life. Who, 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 who's okay with struggling. Go be with your people. Go find your tribe. But here... You are going to contribute. Because if you don't make your home, your family, your children a priority, nothing in your life will be right. And I'm going to use this line from The Color Purple when I believe Celie said, until you do right by me, ain't nothing in your life going to be right. And that is the truth. Look at those men who don't take care of their children who run around from woman to woman who everywhere they go it's a problem who can't keep a relationship it's always somebody's fault it's always this person's fault it's always that person's fault it's always something going on in their life these men are mixy these men are not peaceful these men don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of as my mother would say But they want to come and control you and control your life and be selfish and be spiteful and vindictive and withhold from you. And they want you to struggle with them. Talking about, oh, you know what? You know, we got to get out the mode. No, no. 2024, say no to bare minimum men and say no to struggle love. It's tough love now. It's t- it's time for some tough love. So, I don't know who this message is for, but spread it. No bare minimum. Accept nothing less. With that being said, wishing you nothing but love and light. Stay blessed.